Dennis. We haven't we've been on a hiatus, both unintentional and intentional. These past we've skipped two weeks. Can you imagine? Two whole you weeks. Sound, you sound awfully formal for the oh, warm up. I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, Dennis, happy hour. How you doing, bud? I want to address the, you the wanna, rhinoceros you in the wanna, room. You want to jump right into it? Okay, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Go ahead. How has your day been so far? Let's start there. Interesting. We got caught in the rain and the thunderstorm. Not a thunderstorm, a rainstorm in the woods today. Hey. Two young children and two elderly people. That has a special Absolutely smell drenched. to it, doesn't it? Well, it does. And it wasn't terribly cold, but I, I think the baby got a little cold in the rain. Well, anyway, I, I tried to warm her the best I could with my wet, cold forearm. That, so otherwise, it was just a, a day at home, rainy weather. I went outside for just a minute. The sun came up for just a minute. I went out and then it was gone. <laughs> That's bullshit. What, so what anyway, next? how have you been? It's been what? One it's week? Been, it's two been, weeks. It's been a while. In our previous call, we oh, had a right. very fascinating discussion yes. about all yes. the intricacies of the deer hunter yes. and about Eden and who the killer was. One of the more cogent conversations we've ever had. It was. You it, were particularly intelligent, which is so rare. So, so rare. And yet. And yet it was like playing Russian roulette where you, uh, you spin the thing around and uh, you take the chance on whether or not the producer has hit record on the episode. And in this case, this episode got a bullet to the head. It, that's, uh, just yeah, as that's we were, little, just as we were wrapping rough. up. Just as That's we were wrapping up, I, I looked to see how long have we been recording, and yeah, it's and the button was like press to press to record. And I was like, so how many times have we done this, and how many times have you done that? How many times have we recorded? So like, this is episode number one twenty eight. That would have been episode one twenty eight. So, so you've only done this once. That's the first time that's, okay. that we've lost. So divide that is that's math. It's point, very late here. Point zero 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 one two nine. Huh? What's the unit on that time? Okay, that's a short period of time, isn't it? <laughs> I forgot what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, you didn't turn the power button on. And yet, for a good part of that hour we spoke, you, you seemed for, I ain't gonna lie to you, maybe the first time to seem like you had something more than bone marrow between those headphones. I had then notes. You, didn't turn, you had and, notes, you were prepared. Yeah, it's like the cleverer you are, the stupider you are. We can't man. do it. We can't, I can't have that conversation again because we're done. Yeah, the, I know. The deer hunter goes. The deer hunter goes unresponded to. I do remember one thing we talked about, and that was the, the rather uh, slow paced of the movie, and the fact that you felt, as I did not, that it could have been, it could have moved along faster. Yes, had, uh, spending uh, an hour on the wedding to set up the fact that one of them was married. Uh, no, was that, a that wasn't. That you missed it. You missed it altogether. It wasn't I, what the wedding was about. No, you, I'm joshing. You, you're joshing. Joshua. That, that was intended to be funny. I was this pull, is, pulling your leg. This, this, literally or figuratively, this is a poor beginning. I think this is the one you should I, shut it off now. I'll go and forget to start this. I'll go back. I'll go in the time machine. Remember to start the deer hunter one and then forget to start this one. This one, because this is off to a bad start. Yeah. I have news. You have news. You I, have, first? I have. I, I, we took our annual fishing trip. You have the pictures. You've seen those. So you may have some questions about that. But no, I'm good. You are <laughs> So we have my parents visiting for the first time in a long, long, long time. Oh. We haven't seen each other in person. I haven't seen them since February 2020, but they haven't seen their grandkids in person since maybe July 2019. Wow. And when your grandkids go from uh, 10 to 12 and 6 to 8, they grow a little bit. That's a jump. And so it was quite a surprise for them to see just how 
enormous their grandkids have become. So do we have a surprise guest? No, he's been in bed for a while now. Of course. But what time is it there again? Eleven. Yeah, but he did. I did show him some of your some of your fishing photos, and he said, "Oh, nice." He said, "Is that recent?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, it's from last week." He said, "Yeah, that's what I thought. I've never seen Dennis looking that old." <laughs> so there you go. Help him I am the chef. in fact. Here's something. I am in fact older than you've ever been, and I am that old. In fact, I recently had a birthday. Yes. So yes, that was exciting. We, I thought we celebrated that when you had a birthday. Hmm. Hmm. Some, I did. It was. I think we discussed it. Or maybe I sent you, maybe I just sent you a, a, a communication of some kind of congratulatory. Or, we'll say that you did. No, let's not just say it. I think I did. That's what really matters. <laughs> Since you think you sent it. <laughs> well, I'm sure that I did. So there you go. And also, uh, yesterday, I guess, I had a wedding anniversary, 14 years and my, my parents gave me this anniversary card. Oh. Making, making your, anniversary your anniversary great anniversary again. Great again. <laughs> and on the inside, it says something, but let me open it first. So happy anniversary. God bless you. And God bless the United States of America. It says your anniversary is not fake news. Happy anniversary. Whew. So, wow. you know, that put money into a place we don't want it. I'll bet it did. I'm not going to say the website, but yeah, I don't know. Who knows if that's, you can't, you can never tell if something is mocking or in favor of whatever it's. So here's a question for you. I have the uh, names of several people who've recently wrote me message all on the same exact subject. Carol King. Um, uh, James, um, uh, James Taylor. No, Carol King. Uh, okay, we can edit I'm this out. Blank. <laughs> hey, future Eric, edit here. Don't don't edit it out. It's the most fun I've had in twenty minutes because I can't remember. Oh, Johnny Mitchell, uh, Robert De Niro, James Carville. Let's see. I saw this is riveting. Riveting. Who? What? Did, what? Why did James Carville and Carol King write me? Uh, Several times. Because you need a friend. No, because there's a governor's race in Virginia that's tight, and it's the first test for the and where do you 2022 live? elections. I live in uh, Michigan, so I'm not sending them money. Terry McAuliffe, who you may recall from, he did and election McAuliffe. night. He did election night on MSNBC. So what do we got there? What are we drinking there again? So my employer sent me California Slowhand Six Woods Malt. It's a California whiskey. Slow hand. So that's <laughs> <laughs> what fun is that? I'm aged. Not sure, is it your own hand? Is it a soft hand? <laughs> aged in white oak vats with hickory maple, mulberry, red oak, and grapewood staves between ten minutes. Wait, between ten minutes and when it tastes good. That seems like they don't know that what they're doing. Seems weird. It's a malt whiskey. Ingredients are water and malted barley. So, so is it yes. whiskey? Yes. Organic whiskey. Malt whiskey. Yeah, but it, it's the good stuff that, that you need to sit and sniff for a while before you take a sip. It's not, it's not for shots. Don't, don't, don't say things like that to me. <laughs> don't. But, and I didn't, I can't find my glass that I usually uh, use, but I've, I found this snifter that does the job of getting the aromas into the nasal passages. Splashing it around a bit. Indeed. I'm relying on an old standby. I did get a six-pack of Smittix the other day. 
I became disenchanted with Fat Tire and oh, Alaska no. Amber, which the last batch of Alaska Amber tasted suspiciously sweet. Huh. Suspiciously sweet. This, on the other hand, is impeccable. Oh, I got to play a little music in Altmar, New York, where we went fishing. It wasn't mm-hmm. just uh, fishing, as the pictures uh, show. It's interesting. We hooked, we estimate, about 200 fish. Wow. So we had 200 fish that we played, meaning they were on the line, they took line, and then they were off the line. As it sounds like to- it wasn't boring at all. There was not a lot of sitting around no. waiting. It was just like you're no. playing with nature. Like, and out of the 200, we landed amongst eight of us, actually, 50 fish. Wow. And over half of those was one guy, my brother. And those were not small fish. I saw those photos. No, the, the brown trout was Like as long pounds. as your arm. The brown trout I sent you, which I'm sure you could recognize as a brown trout because it's golden and brown, and I sent you at least one of those. That was a How now, brown pound. trout? How now, brown trout? That was a 15-pounder. Do you know what test line means? Do you know that with the, the strength, the tensile strength of a line? I understand is, that it's up to however many pounds is yeah. what it will hold before it. That's not true. It's not what it will hold. It's simply a, a way to measure. I figured it was you put a, a weight on it, and you can pick up that weight, and it'll hold there. But if up to that point. Let me tell you let me tell you why that can't be true because the largest fish that yes. I sent you a picture of was cowboy and I told you that it was a 26 pound fish Wait which the is fish a has a name Cowboy is the fisherman the fish uh, has no name Okay the fish has no name Okay fish has no name this is not a song by America Riding through the desert with uh, a fish with no name standing in a river in the desert with a fish with no name yes okay So the story here is that when you have light line, like two pound test or four pound test or six or eight, you can't see it as well as you can see 10 pound test or 12 because it's thicker. Uh-huh. It shows up in the water. The line has got a type of line. Can you stop Wait a minute. bouncing no your leg? Oh, I'm sorry. You <laughs> nervous, Nelly? to be telling the story. It's fluorocarbon, meaning that it is more prone to invisibility to the fish. But still, simply put, the thicker the line, the heavier the line, the more visible it is in the water, and sometimes to the, the fish, fish is, and, and the fish might, the fish might get suspicious. The the fish are suspicious fish. Okay. So you throw the line in the water, they see it, they bolt. They're like, wait a minute, that's not food. That's wait, someone that's, trying to fish me. Let's throw a line in here, and wait, there's something tied to the end of it. It's shiny. I'm out of here. It's uh, weird that the verb is the same as what they are. People me. <laughs> <laughs> so my brother was recognized that there were fish in the river, but they weren't coming near his fly, and so he reduced the strength of the line from what what is 10 pound to eight pound and then further down to six pound. Uh So the line was relatively light. When I showed you the pictures of the fish I caught, I had two sizes, which is more complicated than you need to know. But just know that when Cowboy caught that 26 pound king salmon, 26 pounds, he caught it on six pound test line. Yeah, but I don't know that necessarily negates my can hold up with gravity. let me say because what gravity... supports it. Let me say what supports it. One of the reasons he brought the fish in was because he made no herky-jerky motions. Right. He made nothing that was equivalent to a snap. He held the fish in tension. In high regard. He did. He held the fish in a, a, a great amount of tension. Enough tension that the fish got a certain distance away, which was all the way across the river. Right. Which would have been at least 15 yards, maybe 20 yards, that the fish couldn't, wouldn't go any further away, tension. And enough tension that when he... Sort of like the story. Real, 
reeled it in very yes it's building and building edge of your seat he would bend the pole bring the fish toward him a bit and then on the with the pressure off the fish a little bit he'd wind in he did that for 20 minutes never took pressure off the fish because if he did the line would have snapped snapped so maybe your maybe your idea that at that at a, let's say a height of three feet from the ground because the but the what I'm saying like the weight of the fish is it, you couldn't hold a six pound you couldn't hold a twenty five pound fish on a six pound test line vertically without it snapping is my conjecture. No, that's not true. You didn't catch it with a net. We did catch it with a net, but we often catch them without a net. And, and, and hold them in the and hold them in the air with only supporting it with the line. Well, you can't do that because the line is too thin to hold. My, my just, point exactly. Yes. No. 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 It's too Not thin to, too hold, thin in your to hand. hold the fish. Too. Yes. Plus, if you wound it around your hand, now if you had that fish in the air and it started flapping, right, as a fish out of water would, very likely it would break. Here is the point too. Sometimes, when you net the fish, the line had just broke. Indeed. immediately prior or at the time of netting but that accomplishment on the part of cowboy was notable yeah and he had been fishing for four hours without a fish in fact my brother was catching fish on average cowboy said one every three minutes for almost four hours jesus hooking a fish and cowboy during that time right next to him same fly same line same throw just a different part of the water didn't catch a fish for four hours i was nearly two miles up river fishing in a hole where they were with me for a while but, then but you're not left. a very accurate eyewitness then to the... no 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 it's it there's more you were two miles I... away when all of this took place no 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 i was when i got there in the afternoon uh-huh. cowboy reported and timmy actually reported a fish every three minutes they both reported or cowboy reported and tim did not disagree that he had caught a fish in four hours uh-huh. to which i said i'm going to rest for just a moment cowboy but i can get up and show you how it's done and uh, I literally got up and did just that and stood on the rock that he was walking at what was standing on in the middle of the river. He had climbed off and gone to a different spot. So I took his spot, climbed up on the rock, saw a about a eight pound coho trout in the river, threw my line toward it and hooked him in the mouth <laughs> and brought him in. And when we went to take the picture, which I probably showed you, my brother said, hey, I want to get your picture of you, but in the background, I want cowboying the picture and the disgusted look on his face. Nice. The 26-pounder was how Cowboy culminated that afternoon mm-hmm. and caught not only the biggest fish of the week for anybody, but also the most stunning line-to-fish ratio that, that, we, that, that anyone had done, 6 to 26. This is the same day that Tim... My brother caught the brown trout that I showed you the picture of. That brown trout is gorgeous. That brown trout looks like a midget compared to one. That's 15 pounds. There was one caught that was almost 30. Damn. 30. Yeah, that's got to be a thing where what Cowboy did, like an amateur would have failed at 100 times. Yeah, out of 100. Yes. And he just has that sense after thousands of hours of practice and, and failures and failures. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, so many failures and understands when you got to give and when you got to pull and when you got to. Yeah. Yes. He also had a good netter who went into the deep water for the netting. Got to have a good netter. Yeah, got to have a good netter. Oh, yeah, you got to have a good netter. But here's another funny story. There's two stories. I'll tell you. Two more. All right. One is this guy, I'm fishing in this deep hole where the river ends a downward trek and starts to go in a fast, curvy bend. And right where that fast water ends and the curvy bend begins, there's a deep hole over the years from the moving, churning water. 
And in that hole, I pulled out in one day 30 fish. Another day, I hooked 20 fish out of that hole. Fishing in the same spot, waist-high deep water, which is one of the reasons it's not anybody, not a lot of people's favorite spot, because as the pictures may show, people would prefer standing in water that's no deeper than knee-deep, because it's cold and it's moving. And if right. you're in waist-deep water and it's moving, there's constant tension with your body. But anyway, that's right, fish. I got used to it. I liked it. So this, these two guys come over, and they look at the place where we've got typically six fishermen, this little area off the river, where unlike the rocky shores of most of the river in that part of the woods, there's a sandy beach where we can back the fish in, we can stand in shallow water, we can net the fish if we wanted without a net, been known to beach the fish, bring it up without a net. Mm-hmm. But anyway, a very beautiful spot, gorgeous. That's where we pulled 200 fish in six days. That spot. We hardly fished anywhere else. It mm-hmm. was so good. These two guys walk up. They see all the people. They're disappointed. They start to turn around. They came a long way. It was in the afternoon. I said, hey, fellas, I'm going to move out of this spot. And you can have my spot till I come back. And I can tell my brother to move up a little bit. So they're going to be a spot next to him. So why don't the two of you fish here? Because you got to be, you know so far apart that your lines aren't tangling up and what sure. so they were very grateful and the the older of the two turned out to be the father of the two uh, stood in the water near where i was and made a feeble attempt at trying to fish my hole and it was swept away and went down the waterfall no and i said to him i said look let me let me just show you i'm going to take my spot back he didn't fish it very well he didn't hook into any fish i'm going to take my spot back and now that my brother's gone for a while you guys just move up so they both moved up and i said now let me take your spot a second and i'm going to show you watch and learn watch and i went up to his spot where he was going to be i said throw your line up this way first of all let me see how much weight you have on he showed me his lead was called his sinkers it was dismal i said you need this much and i showed him mine it was four times the amount of weight because you got to get the fly at the bottom of the river where Uh it bounces along the bottom where the fish are and so i told him that and i said so with that amount of weight on there you could throw out about 15 20 feet and as the river takes it down watch 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 when you get down in your pole is 45 degrees from your body before it goes any further you lift up your pole and sometimes as you're pulling it up there's a fish there and i pulled it up and i had a fish on <laughs> and the fish jumped and i looked at him and i said like this and the fish went up the river and the fish jumped out of the water out of the water tail dancing on the water splash splash hold him got him stopped up river pull him 10 minutes goes by i got him in front of me i pull off to the side have him in the shallow water. His son comes, nets the fish. And I looked at him and I said, I can't get any more explicit than that. <laughs> what part he of that did you it. not understand? He did it and he went out and he hooked into three fish Nice. in about 20 minutes. He didn't have them on long enough to play very much, but he had them on. And so it, it was a funny story. So here's the second story. Great story. I give him an eight out of, I, uh, I, out of, out of 20. 20. I was yeah. In the river where we fished, the people on the other side of the river weren't any more than 25, 30 feet away. And we each were, he, the guy on the other side would cast 12 feet into the water. I'd cast 15 feet in the water. And if need be, we'd alternate casts. Mm-hmm. But the river's moving fast and the stuff gets out of the way quickly. And this guy got to be friendly with him. And from across was, the stream. From across the stream. He was standing, he was about Can five Can you hear feet. each other? Do you have to yell at oh, each God, other? Oh, God, yeah, no. It was loud. Hey! Loudly. No, no, no. no hey, just asshole. Speak okay. Just speak loudly. And, what do you think uh, you're doing? We're bantering back and forth. Ask where you're from, this and that, whatever. And fish are jumping. When you're fishing all over the river, there are fish jumping out of the water for no other reason than to harass you. 
They get down to the bottom. They're at the bottom. They talk. They say, hey, who wants to go and harass them? And everybody raises their fin. And then the leader, the big guy, picks the one. And they go and they jump out of the water. They do a tail dance. One came so close to me that I literally, if I'd reached out my hand, I could have touched it. And it jumped out of the water, completely out of the water, and landed sideways and completely splashed me from Well done, back. fish. Well done, fish. If you had a name, I so would this, this dude is across the way. And as it happens sometimes, there was this flurry within view of fish that were jumping. And, and so we laughed about it. And then he had his line thrown back, ready to launch it into the river. And just as he was ready to snap it and launch it, a fish jumped in front of him, between him and I, about 10 feet from him, 20 feet from me, and he hooked into the head of the fish while the fish was in the fucking air. What he was casting he was gonna cast anyway and he was in the he, he was, was in, in the, middle the of motion cast. of casting, right. like a quarterback in the midst of a throw, right. and just at the right moment, the fish instead of the like, lineman holding his hand up in the air, the fish jumped out of the water and for the first time I've ever even heard I'm sure it's happened before, but I've never sure. heard of it. He hooked him in the air. The fish landed in the water, and his line went, and we all just screamed bloody murder. (laughs) Oh, my God, how did you do that? And then the fish snapped off. And so that was the talk of the river. He he fished the same spot every day as did I. We talked about it every day and whether he was going to do it again. That's like the fishing equivalent of a hole-in-one. Yeah. It's just so incredibly rare that it demands celebration when you get it. So my brother, my older brother... So we've been fishing for, I don't know, six years probably, maybe longer. And in all that time, while he's hooked some fish, he's never landed one. He landed his first fish. In fact, he landed two this trip. To refresh the memory of our listeners, hooking listener. is, I'm sorry, uh, listener, you hooking is, it, the hook is on the fish, is it's in. in the fish. Landing is you actually brought the darn thing out of the water. The darn thing, yes. One way or another. Yes. And the general four to one, and and the ratio of four to one, four hooked to one caught, is only four to one because Timmy, the the legend, he has an incredibly high ratio. To give you an example, I landed one out of 20 hooked the first day. Uh, I landed one out of 20 hooked the second day. I landed two out of 17 hooked the third day. I landed four out of 30 hooked. You're getting better. And the, the four out of 30. I didn't start fishing till noon. So here's the story. No, so I'm on the I'm on the river, and it's been a while since I hooked into a fish. So I changed my fly, and as I opened up my vest, my little fly my fly box on my vest, I thought I ought to use a couple of these flies that I bought this morning because I didn't fish till noon. Fresh flies. I went to the fly shop, and I found one, a red one that had a little blue tail on it, a little tiny fly, and it's called a comet. And I will tell you, just by way of background, that once you tie a fly on, and you've got your, you, you've got a nine-foot pole. Yeah. You've got, yeah, you wish. You've <laughs> got, from the tip of your pole to your sinker, to your weight, is about eight feet. Okay. And then after that weight, there's another four-foot strand of line, and at the end of the four-foot strand of line is your fly. So when the weight goes in the water, that last four-foot is running with the current, sweeping. Weight down at the bottom, bouncing the bottom, the other fly's moving, and you're trying to get that fly moving in the same rhythm of the water, the same rhythm of the fish, and that's how you present. That's the magic, yes. The fly's called. 
And uh, but before you, when you tie on a new fly, what I do is I hold the 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 weight in my hand, make sure that the line is entangled nine feet out at the end of the pole, yep. and that my fly, when I hold it up four feet out of the water, it looks untangled and good. And sometimes I'll set it down in the water right in front of me before I kind of whip it to get it out the 15 feet. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing what I instructed the old man to do, the old man was about six, seven years younger than me, by the way, in order to get into that rhythm, you usually are doing that could be 10, 15 times before you strike a fish. And so I was in a resting position in the river. As I was in the resting position, 12-pound salmon snatched my line right in front of me while it was resting in the water. The fly was resting on top of the water, and it took off up the stream. Where flies off and rests. And broke off. And the guy next to me, one of our one of our guys, said, wow, what was that? And I said, holy cow, man. I, I, I didn't even throw it. it. It came after it. And so I tied another one on. And uh, this time I was more careful. And as I tossed it very gingerly, I didn't whip it out to where I wanted to. I tossed it close. The same exact thing happened. A fish took it from the top of the water and ran upstream with it. Wow. The next five times I drifted, the next five times I drifted, I hooked three more fish. So I had five fish on in less than 10 minutes. And the Rick, this dude, he says, man, oh, man, what are you using? And I said, I'm using, comet. A, I'm, I'm using a comet, red. He said, oh, red? I didn't have anything red. And I had my line up. I think I had to retie maybe. And I edged toward him gingerly in the fast-moving river. And I took one out and I gave it to him. So you, must start the day, you must start the day with 50 flies or something. Because oh, every, we have, no, we have hundreds of flies. Okay, I was going to say, because every time the, the, the fish wins and takes off with it. Oh, yeah. You, oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Here's the thing. If you're on a hot color, I had six of these comments. I didn't have anything that looked like it. So I gave Rick one. He had tears in his eyes. And he said, you're giving me one of these? It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. No one's ever been so said, nice to me. Yeah. I said, yeah, bro. So he puts his line in the water. He gets in five casts. He hooks into three fish. And the last one, he netted. That's how hot this fly was. Whew. So in the meantime, Cowboy comes up to us. I hadn't caught a fish in hours and says, what are you guys doing? And we told him. And I got said, a secret. I said, I'm going to give you one of these. But it's the only one I can give you. And right in front of where you're standing, there's a snack. So don't throw it out. There's a branch out of the water. you got to throw it out further. And as he's tying his fly on, Rick, the guy who I blessed with the fly, he said the same thing. There's a branch in front of you. Don't throw it in front of you. And Cowboy, while he's tying the fly, looks up at both of us and says, I know. And he promptly picks up his line, throws it right in the branch, gets it snagged, and breaks off the only comet he's going to get. And within a matter of moments, he did that two more times. And last time, the, my memory serves me, we saw him beating his pole on the water, frothing it with anger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said to him gently, Cowboy, do you need an intervention? This is supposed to be fun. Because Rick and I, in the meantime, are hooking into fish left and right. I hooked at one point with a, a different fly. So when I changed colors from blah, blah, blah into a deep blue that nobody had really tried, a very deep royal blue fly, mm-hmm. I hooked 10 fish in 45 minutes. And played him up and down the river. My brother was next to me. The legend was next to me. He was so disgusted that I was out fishing him, he went to another spot. <laughs> but that's what happened. So imagine all that, though, the comet story in, in, in context. And my other brother, my other younger brother, comes up and says, Hey, what's going on out here? There's Cowboy dejected, still sitting on the branch of a tree in the river, just thinking of his future Human. and why he's such a failure in the river. And Rick hooking it. And I say, I, say, I got to take a break. But what you don't know is that Rick took a break from the river, jumped in his car, drove six, seven miles up the road, went to the fly store, bought every last comet they had. 
Nice. 23 of them, pocketed them, came back, gave me six in return for my one. ROI, baby. And kept some. My brother steps into the river and says, what are you guys doing? I told him. And, and he said, what are you using? And I showed him. And he said, red, huh? I said, red. He said, I don't know if I got anything like that. I said, let me see your flies. He showed me six different boxes of flies that he had on. And I kept saying quite uh, aggressively, nope, nothing. Nope, nothing. Nope, nothing. He's colorblind, so he, he needs to have help yeah. sometimes with the slides. And he says, why? What are you saying? Nothing at all. I said, nothing comes close. And uh, I said, well, that's all right. Maybe Rick has one to give you. And uh, he said, oh, I asked Rick to buy me six of those. So he yells up the river to Rick. And he says, hey, did you give me those flies? And Rick says, no, I gave them to Den. And I looked at my brother and I said, no, those are all gone. Those are all gone. And I started to walk out of the river. And I looked at him and I said, he's got one extra he can give you. And then he yells. Now he's mad. He yells, did you really give my flies away to my brother? And I'm walking off the river. We're all laughing our ass off. And as it turns out, he finally told him and gave it to me. He didn't have that kind of luck because it passed. They were hot for an hour. And then after that, what, we don't know it's fashion. what. It's what? Fashion. fashion. Fa- yes, yeah, sir. Fishing fashion. Fishing it was fashion. just in fashion. Hmm. So, the, so those are some those are some funny and heartwarming stories from my fishing trip. That's lovely. So your casting with the sinker is not that that thing where the fly fisher has to like keep keep the light no. thing up in the air for a long time, and that's no, be really it, hard. That's it, it's more difficult than what we're doing, that's for sure. But there is dry fly fishing where the fly actually never hits the water. Dry fly, where you are getting that fly within inches of the water. It looks like it's buzzing around for the fish to leap up. It looks exactly like a caddis, which in a caddis hatch, expert fly fishermen will examine the river for all the different bugs and larvae that they know. They'll have an idea of what what is hatching at the moment. So when bugs, mosquitoes, caddis, etc. hatch, they hatch over the water. So if the caddis is hatched, they look a certain way. They're a certain color. They're a certain weight. If you throw when they're hatching, then the fish will jump literally right out of the fucking water and get it. Then there's another fly where it doesn't have the weight and it's sitting on top of the water. Right. And it's floating and it's kind of got a, you recognize what a spider looks like on the water. You've seen a water spider on the sure. water. Yeah, yeah. How it runs and it's got an impression on yep. the water. Yep. It doesn't actually go in the water. It's on the surface. Yep. Nothing could be more descriptive of that than the image of a water spider being on the surface of the water. That's what these flies do. Ours, however, are in a river that's fast moving and the fish are down below. Mm-hmm. So we have to take it down. And so sometimes, not in this river because it's illegal in this river, imagine that you have about eight feet out this, this little BB of a sinker. It's about the size of the, at the, at the largest because the river is moving fast. It's the size of uh, Jefferson's head on the dime. And it's bumping down on the bottom and you have a four foot leader. It's called a lighter line that the fly on it. And that is in an arc stemming from where the weight is in front of you and the lighter line in the fly is behind the weight and it's arcing. So now you've got a stretch of river that starts with nine, whatever you threw, nine feet of line is the first arc bumping and then a four foot arc. Sometimes in some rivers where it's legal, you tie an additional fly with another 18 inches of line to the hook of the first fly. Hmm. And now you have a double arching fly pattern. Second fly being smaller. In a river in Branson, Missouri, which you have to look up, Branson's a hoot to begin with. It's like where all the old folks go to enjoy entertainment. They go there by the busloads. You you remember the comedian like Yukov, the Russian, little skinny dude, Yakov years ago. Yeah, yeah, he's there all the time. Okay. It's where Tony, but Tony Bennett, Tony Bennett, he wouldn't go there because he never got Pa Anka hangs out there. It's like the little Las Vegas for old people. Right. But in Branson, there's a, a river there called Tanicomo. It's a Tanicomo Reservoir in the Tanicomo River. My brother. And I went out there and we're catching fish 
hook with that type of pattern, small uh, fly at the tail end, in a river where no one else was catching fish. No one else. And at one time, more than once, I caught two fish, one on each fly. And we were catching those beautiful brown trout all day long. Double fly. Double fly. Uh, give me a fly in the eye. Give me a double. I'll give you some trouble. Did you throw all these back? Did you keep some? And, and this last trip, we didn't yeah. keep a one. We didn't keep a one. None, none of them. And we couldn't by law because we were in a fly-owned catch-and-release zone. Nobody with rod and reel. Nobody casting spoons. Nobody throwing hooks with eggs on them. Nobody. Not allowed. And every fish you caught, you had to release it. Okay. After you did your due diligence to revive it. Because you, you catch the fish, it's tired, it's in the net, you hold it up, you take a couple of pictures, mouth you put to it mouth. back in the water. The equivalent of mouth to mouth, you put mouth, it in the water and you gill. hold it by its tail and you pull it backwards so that the gills open up against the stream and are highly oxygenated. Nice. You do that a full gentle strokes, the fish will then lay there. What you don't want to see is the fish starts to go up on its In order for it not to go up on its belly, it has to be moving its fins. A fish has to work at staying upright in the river. The natural position for a fish that is, if you stun a fish, it's going to roll over. You're going to see its belly. It's going to float to the top because the belly has air in it. <laughs> Did you accidentally kill any of them? No. Not a one, but not out of 200. One time, a guy, we were bringing a fish in that was foul hooked, meaning wasn't hooked in the mouth. And my brother was bringing it in sideways. It was hooked in the back fin, which you usually would break them off. But if, if they won't break off, you bring, your, bring them in and get your fly back and then release them. This guy who was upriver... Or it was downstream, therefore, where the fish was, 20 yards from where my brother was, because the fish ran, and the line was out a long way. He says, hey, man, that fish is dead. <laughs> huh? To which my brother says, Stan, look, that fish is coming towards you. Check it. So I grab hold of the line, which, speaking of your earlier comment about holding the line, mm -hmm. while the fish is still in the water, and I bring the fish toward me thinking that perhaps I had a dead fish on the line, which you been no, you can hook a dead fish just laying on the bottom. and But the fish was not dead at all. Is that like beating a dead horse? The, well, sorry. Hooking a dead fish? The fish was resting, and I looked at my brother and said, he's not dead, he's pining. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he did not, he did, well, he, no, he didn't, he didn't get that. He didn't get that. That's he's pining. And sure enough, the fish was tired. I caught, my buddy caught a fish. No, I caught a fish twice. You've heard this story before. The same fish? The guy, yes, because the guy who netted him said, holy cow, this is the fish. No, I think I netted for him. He caught my fish. He said, because when I took the, the hook out of your fish, it was right at this spot. There's still a mark there. And right above it was a white fly, egg fly, that I was going to take out. But I, uh, the fish got away before I could take it out. Here it is. He showed me. Same exact fish. But you're fishing the same part of the river. The fish just goes back to the same exact spot and gets caught again. And yet they still don't have names. It's just... Fish on, fish off, fish off. There's, I tell them when, so, when I yell to the fisherman if he's had them on an inordinate length of time. Because when, when you've got a fish on and that fish has run up the river, all the fishermen, which is one every 15 feet. Have to pull their lines out. Yeah, to, and they're standing there holding their junk, so to speak. And, and oh. you sit and waiting. And they'll yell out, he's foul hook, break the line or mm -hmm. whatever. And uh, I yell out, if you keep him more than seven minutes, you got to name him because he's a pet. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That gets a laugh now and then. Not Every much. Time. No. No. So it's a blast. We have a nice camp. I don't think I sent you any pictures of the camp, but no. uh, just gorgeous. It's on a, It's on this big, beautiful pond. It's in a wetlands area that's got several ponds. It's an old barn converted into a house and sleeps 
six pretty comfortably with one man on the couch. Nice. And the lady who rents it to us is super sweet. Just gives us mushrooms that she grows in the woods. She's uh-huh. they grow apples. They, they grow beavers. It's, yeah. Homegrown beavers. That's right. Wow. That's right. That's beavers right. and shrooms. Nice. nice. So I see Kitty's gotten bigger. Speaking of pets, Kitty had an interesting day today. He woke up this morning with two testicles and no longer has them. Took oh. Him, took him to get the old chop. Huh? So that Snip- makes two of you, right? Snipperoonie. Makes two of you? It means two testicles between the two of us, yep. So, <laughs> one each. Mercy. I don't know if you can see it on the camera here. Let's check it. No, I don't. Uh, it's interesting how close you are to that. I don't think I need to see that. <laughs> they're, they're missing. Reminds <laughs> you of the joke you told me earlier. That's nice. Nice to see a cat's missing balls. That's great. It's too bad we're not videoing. I mean, you can't see him because we're not there. Did you catch up with American Rust? Two I have episodes not. left. With the, with the visiting family uh-huh. and whatnot, I I don't haven't had time for that. That plus Billion season ended. Season five is over. And it's quite uh, surprising. I've been more focused on shows that you don't watch, like Ted Lasso finished its second season. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I saw a little bit of him, didn't I? Not, no. I thought you spored me some stuff on my phone. You might have seen something on YouTube, but you haven't seen the show. And that's a pretty amazing, amazing writing and storytelling. And let's see. How about we haven't caught up and I haven't caught up. It's for tonight's viewing is uh, scenes from a marriage. No, my father, when he first got here, I don't know if he has HBO at home, but he, he logged into my account and watched the first few episodes of that. And a lot of our commentary made more sense to him after that. Well, yeah. He did not see any of your Catholic Virgin Mary nonsense from episode one. It wasn't but, nonsense uh, at all. It was a great analogy. It's wonderful. I'm right about that. One man's analogy. Is another man's sin. That's so true, man. That's poetic, as you would say. One, one man's analogy is another man's sin. You can't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. You think it's just a story, but it's really about you. Into the mountain and the stream and the goo ho oh Alouette Chante Pomare Chante How's my French? Hello, I'm going, to be a fr- I'm going to be a Frenchman and I'm going to smoke cigarettes and never take a shower again. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Hey, hey, our time's over. I gotta go. I Is haven't it? eaten. Already. I haven't eaten. Yeah. I got well, this new gizmo. Watch this. What am I watching? What is that? How did that read your blood sugar? I have a implant in my arm. Too cool. I want one. You probably don't want it unless you need it. I test it average 29 times a day. It controls my behavior. I didn't open this beer until my blood sugar went down to a level that it could withstand it. Well done. And I only had one. Now I'm going to go eat. The last episode, I think we should count this one. It's real count. And refer to episode 128 as the last episode. Because so we, we, we did, should call this one 129. Yeah. And and we can jokingly refer back to yeah. all the amazing things we said in 128. But it's not a joking matter. It's, it's I'm livid and distraught. Mortified. You should be. I'm, I'm more sad. You should. I'm disappointed. You, I bet and, you didn't tell your dad about it. Chicken shit. I did. Did he smack you? In an email that you were on, doofus. But whatever. Oh. Yeah, he smacked me pretty good. It's, can't you good. tell my... Uh, I saw the red mark on your side of your face, but I thought maybe you did it yourself. Yeah. That's how you get ready. Slap yourself around hey, a little bit. Hey, bad kid. 
No. Fucking cat. Don't call me that. Eats. My, my wife is, is really upset with the cat because he eats her houseplants and she dislikes that. I would imagine. We, I, uh, do that. I do that too. My wife hates it. My, my mother suggested that we, that we paint slash spray the, uh, the houseplants with like Tabasco sauce. Uh, uh, you know, hot spicy stuff to try uh-huh. to discourage him, but it's I not would working. try that. I would try that. Oh, you did it? Yeah. And it's, huh? You, hey, listen, are you, because you are now going to be totally into that, but the cat and stuff, uh-huh. I'm just going to leave quietly. All right. <laughs> I, I got, I'll, I'll talk to you next week. You got homework. Dennis, stop eating plants. Saints from a marriage. Yes. The conclusion but, of billions. I, I, to, to get to the conclusion, I have to go through the whole and, thing. What? Oh, Billions? You're that far behind? I don't know, know where I am on Billions. I guess I could just watch the last season, but... No, you saw all last season. They've recorded five new episodes this season. All right, I don't know where I left off. We talked about it because you saw the first one. I saw the first couple seasons, I think. No, you saw the first one of their return because we talked about it. Ah, uh, okay. And the, then the and remember the physical transformation? No, oh. you talked to me about that. Oh, it wasn't after you had viewed it? Oh, no. I talked to you about it as if to say, do your homework. And, you- and I, sometimes I let you talk about stuff and you think that I'm agreeing, but I'm really just letting you talk. And sometimes you tell me you're going to do homework and you don't. And sometimes you say you're going to turn the fucking thing on and you don't. And sometimes Wait, hold on, say, is this thing on? Sometimes you're going to say that you're going to turn the thing off and you don't. I got here to tell you this. Okay, that's it for what we're going to call episode number 129. There's a couple of show notes over at happyhour.fm slash 129. I really do apologize about erasing that entire episode. It was really a good discussion, but such is life. You can support us at patreon.com slash happyhour. We would love that. And hopefully we'll see you next week.